This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. You're on Joy 94.9, Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. Coming to you live from Melbourne in Australia with myself, Brian Peel. Now, I have a very special guest on the phone with me today. He's all the way in the UK and uh, he hails from Scunthorpe. His name is Jake Quickenden. Hello, Jake. I'm great. How are you, buddy? All right. I'm doing all right. Thank you. Welcome to Joy 94.9. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Now... I believe you were in Melbourne at, at one point because you were here for a couple of years um, playing the round soccer ball. So have you heard of Joy 94.9 while you were here? Um, I didn't, to be honest. I, to, be, to be fair, I spent a lot of time just trying to get enough money to buy myself some noodles so I could live. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just did the old traveller thing. So I spent a lot of time on the beach. And like you said, I played football, well, your soccer. Um, and uh, I lived in St Kilda for a couple of years. So it was, it was just outside Melbourne. Now, it's very interesting because I really don't know how to introduce you, to be quite honest, because you've got quite a long list of uh, talents. You're a TV personality, you're a singer, you're a footballer, you're a model, and you've just released uh, a brand new single, which we're going to hear later. It's called Can't Stand the Rain, and also a new EP, which is called New Chapter. But um, music and sport, yeah, well, music and sport, Jake, have pretty much been your life uh, for a lot of the time, and you, you, you played soccer for quite a long time. That's the way you're keeping fit over there. And you did say that you played soccer down here in Australia. Tell us a little bit about that yeah. time while you were here in Melbourne. Yeah, so uh, me and my best mate... Um we was at Scunthorpe United, um, and um, we got released, unfortunately. So uh, about 18, we was like left. We, we was looking for clubs to play for, and and we was trying to think what we was going to do. And uh, he actually got approached by a team um, called Sun, Sunshine George Cross out there in Melbourne. Um, and I said, you know what? I'm just going to come with you. Um, <laughs> I was obviously stay in England and do like rubbish work. So I just flew out there with him, uh, took my footy boots. Um, and when he when he went training, I went along with him. And the manager said, "Oh, do you play?" I said, "Yeah, I can kick it. I can kick it around a little bit." And yeah, he gave me a trial, uh, and he ended up signing me. So I was there for for about seven months. Then I flew home at Christmas, um, and I got approached then by a team called Bentley Green, um, and they signed me again for another year. So I got to do another year out there. Well, you know what, Jake? I tell you, I'll let you in on a bit of a secret, but um. You may, or I'm pretty sure you would have played uh, soccer against my soccer team, which is the Green Gully Cavaliers. They were the arch rival for Sunshine George Cross, and that was uh, quite a colourful game to you know, see. You know what? Everybody's seen. Everyone's seen like they was arch rivals for Sunshine George Cross. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think soccer was that like passionate in Australia. And when I got out there, there's players getting lit up at the side of the pitch and. I got some call. I got called some right names out there that I can't really mention <laughs> on radio. But um, yeah, it was it was amazing. I loved it. Yeah, well, um, it is quite a colourful. It's definitely no Manchester United or Liverpool. I can tell you that much. But um, the uh, Maltese are yeah, very. I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't good enough to sign for them. That's why I had to come out. out Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> the Maltese are very passionate about their soccer. I have to say. Now, on your musical career, you now it started off at a very young age for you, Jake. Uh, your parents bought you a keyboard. And then later a guitar. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that one. Yeah. Because uh, can you play any other instruments? Um, no, that's it. I, to, to be honest, I kind of um, 
I hung I hung up the keyboard after about two weeks because I just couldn't get used to it, and I, I tried my hardest, and I was always singing, but I couldn't pick the keyboard up. Um, so that's still in my in my wardrobe somewhere, covered in cobwebs. You know what I mean? So um, <laughs> then then the guitar, I kind of took to it a lot easier, and I, I managed to teach myself to play the guitar. And with the guitar as well, I just found it so much easier to write songs, and you can carry it around with you. Whereas a keyboard was a bit of a lump to carry around. So. Um, I'm glad that I just I stayed with the guitar and I kept going with it because I do tend to pick something up. I'm I'm all right at it, and then I hang it up and and move on to something else. But I I kept going with the guitar, and um, that's kind of, that's kind of how I write all my songs now. Now Johnny Cash and the Beatles is what you grew up listening to when you were much younger. That was your your father's fault, I believe. What do you yeah fa- yeah what are your Johnny tracks? Cash especially yeah um, Johnny. Well, to be honest, Johnny Cash was always getting played at the house. Um, my dad, my dad loved him. Obviously, what the line was like the main one that I, I kind of learned on guitar when I was when I was started playing. Um, and my little brother loved Johnny Cash as well, so he was all on his um, on his iPod. Um, and I, but to be honest, I grew up listening to everything. When my mum was doing the housework, she'd she'd be listening to Celine Dion and Whitney Houston <laughs> and Shania Twain. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I used to be singing with my mum's airbrush as well, singing those <laughs> singing those kind of songs. Um, so I kind of grew up liking a bit of every music, um, but I think my mum and dad's influence has kind of rubbed off a little bit. Your journey's been quite an interesting journey, and I just want to uh, take you down a bit of a serious note because your father was obviously taken ill, and I can totally relate to you because I uh, lost my father to a, a horrible illness uh, a few years back, and it does turn your life upside down, and it makes you, yeah. it makes you contemplate things and uh, puts things into perspective for you, and what it did for you is uh, you, you did a bit of work as a lifeguard in a local swimming pool. You, you did some singing and some writing and some performing, and they became quite a big yeah. part of your life. Tell us what you went through. Tell us yeah. what was going through your head. Well, it was just it was one of those things. I was 20 years old, um, and, yeah, my dad, my dad got took away, um, and he, had, he, had, he was ill for quite a while, about five, six years he had cancer. Um, so then when I lost him, it was kind of, do I do I do something that I don't really like to do, but I just I just do it because it's it's safe, or do I take risks and and try and push for what I really want to do? And that was that was music and entertaining and and doing anything that I could to kind of be on stage. So I kind of took the risk. I, I stopped I stopped working as a lifeguard and and in the gym. And my mum supported me for what I wanted to do. And I I got into a bit of TV presenting then, and I was writing songs and I started gigging more and more. So like you say, like, I'm sorry to hear about your dad as well, but it's like, it kind of makes you think what's important in life, and that's doing what you want to do, kind of following your dreams, That's what, and that's what I did, that's what I did. It really does put things into uh, perspective, and what it, what it did for you back in uh, 2012 was quite a big moment for you, Jake, because uh, your family suggested that you should audition for X Factor. What did you think about that? Yeah, I kind of w- was always contemplating it before my dad was, my dad passed away, but I'd fill out the uh, I'd fill out the application form and then I'd just be too hungover to turn up or I'd be out with my mates or I'd be playing football. So I kind of kept putting it back. But after my dad died and, and I had that opportunity, um, I got I got the form, I filled it in, and I went down and and it, yeah, it worked out. It worked out pretty well. I ended up going to judges' houses and um, I did, um, did did really well considering uh, I made it to the last six boys. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't make the live show, so. I had to get sent home again, and I was back to square one kind of thing. I was I was getting a lot more gigs because I'd been on the TV, but I still wasn't to, to where I wanted to be. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Now, Nicole Scherzinger, I believe uh, you made it uh, a bit of a spot on her team. What's she like? 
Yeah, she was she was lovely. She, she kind of she knew definitely knew her stuff, and I think she was great for the show. And she she was a really nice a really nice lady to be honest. We didn't get to spend much time with her because we was rehearsing a lot. And like I said, I never made the I didn't make the last three boys, so I didn't really kind of get to sit down and chat to her much. But she was always really friendly, and she she knew all our names, and and she seemed really nice. So just a shame that I didn't make it that year. But like like we say, everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? Now, you do have quite a long list of uh, musical influences that uh, help shape where you are now. I'll mention a couple. Usher, Craig David, Ben Howard, Damien Rice, Matt Corby, and uh, the, the very talented Ed Sheeran. What is it about these artists, Jake? Um, I, I think I just, I, I seem to like artists write songs about something rather than writing songs that people can just dance to or they can just nod their head to in the car. I like listening to words and I like listening to like stories and, and I think with those kind of writers like there's always something behind the song and, and you have to kind of work that out it's not easy it's not you, you listen to the words and you can kind of work out from how you want to make the song and and what you want to make the song about like there's a lot of songs that I write it could be about losing my little brother but people could oh my dad and people could listen to it and and think oh well it's about love or it's about something else so yeah I kind of I kind of just like stories I like storytellers and I think all those all those writers, there's always a story involved with their song. They're very talented. Did you ever catch any of these acts live? Did you ever, have you ever seen Ed Sheeran at a show? Uh, I haven't, you know. I've not seen any of them live. I've seen... The only, the <laughs> only people I've seen live is... Um, I've seen Stereophonics, which are a great band, and, uh, and that's, that's about it, really. I haven't seen any of them, which is weird, because I'm such a music fan, but I've never got down to a show. And obviously, Matt Corby's Australian. He's, he's yeah. up there with one of my favourite artists, so... I need, I need to get over to Australia and see it. Maybe I can support him on Taros, and that'd be pretty cool. There's an idea for you. Now, I tell you, you, um, there we go. you got a big opportunity come your way to present the uh, chart show Dance and Chart Show TV. What was that like for you, yeah. Jake? Did that expose you to some new acts in the music industry? Um, yeah, it, it did and it didn't. It was, um, I, did a lot of, I did a lot of work in Miami and Ibiza, and I was, I was, it, it kind of made me love music a little bit more. Um, and I actually, I interviewed Ed Sheeran, so I got to talk to him one-on-one one about music, and it kind of, it opened my eyes that the guy's pretty pretty humble as well, and he's, he's a normal guy, do you know what I mean? Like, and, and that made me realise that with a bit of fame, you don't really need to change. You can still be the same person, you can still hang around with the same mates, you can still go to the same pub and have a pint. Um, <laughs> just, because, just, just because he was, like, super famous at the time, he said to me, he still goes to the same pub, when he goes back home, he's still the whole top mates, and kind of made me realise that I think a lot of people think you've, when you've made it that big that you're going to be quite stuck up or a bit up yourself, but he wasn't, and that and that really opened my eyes to a lot of things as well. Now, you mentioned Ibiza. How much partying did you do while you were over there? Too much, mate. I can't remember any of it. <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> Correct answer. Now, a second opportunity came up for you, Jake, for X Factor, and you were chosen by Mel B for the uh, judges' houses with Mel B there, and you won a spot through to the live show. Did. Now, take us through that moment on the live platform in front of the UK. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, it's such um, like, a real, a real thing to do. I just, I went through it again. I thought, all right, I feel a little bit more ready this time. So, yes, I went through it. And um, Mel obviously saw something in me. She said, she said that I was kind of an all-rounder, which is a nice thing to say. Um, and she, she showed me the live show. But it was, it was kind of very... And then there I was in front of millions of people on the TV, um, and I kind of struggled a little bit. 
um, and I didn't last as long as I wanted, but it kind it gave me it gave me that passion and that I wanted to do my own music rather than do covers. I wanted to go away and write my own stuff and and kind of and kind of do that rather than sing covers all the time. So that's what I did. So from X Factor to I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Now that was quite yeah. an experience for you because uh, that was the, the 2015 uh, TV series which was uh, being filmed, and you were flew you flew out for that one. They flew you out back here. Yeah. You came to Australia for that one, and uh, you ended up coming runner-up to uh, Carl Foggy yeah. Fogarty, he, who, who's a very successful uh, world superbike racer, for those who don't know. What was that like for you? On I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Were you, were you really wanting to get out of there, or was this the fame and pleasure all no, too good I for could, you? I'd, I'd, still be, I'd still be there now if I could. Like, I, I absolutely loved it, and, and it was... What was great about it is the X Factor necessarily doesn't show much of your personality. It just shows you singing every weekend. So the fact that I got to do the jungle and go in there and just be myself and have a laugh and, and meet some pretty cool people. And like you said, I ended up finishing second, which was just the icing on top of the, on top of the cake. Do you know what I mean? So it was just incredible to be in Australia, in, in, the, in the forest, if you do, and, and surrounded by bugs and tasks. And it was, it was great. I loved it. Now, should I even uh, mention the word Danielle to you? Yeah. Is that yeah. Where, is that how you met her through Carl? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, just in the jungle, and it, yeah, like I said as well, everything happens for a reason. I got to go in the jungle because I didn't, I didn't last as long as in the X Factor, and and yeah, and that, that happened. So it's it's just great. I'll take you back to 2015, which was last year. You uh, fronted the Children in Need campaign, which is a really good campaign to get beside alongside uh, Rylan Clark and uh, Ashley Roberts. Yeah. What is it like for you, you know, with these campaigns, you know, y- your return to the community and for those kids? Yeah, you know what? Like, I feel like charity works so fine too because you've got a little bit of influence and, and you've kind of got a bit of a known face why would you not use it to help other people rather than just help yourself? So I, I do as much as I can for any charities. Um, I've just been made a patron of Teenage Cancer Trust and I lost my little brother three years ago to cancer as well. So oh. just doing anything that I can to raise money and and kind of like stay out there and help, like you say, kids that are less fortunate than any. I'm walking through Iceland in a few months for the NSPCC, which is a, another children's charity. Um, and just anything I can to raise any any kind of money or support for that is, is like I said, you get you get your face in, on the TV and a lot of people just like that fact. But if you can help somebody else by doing that as well, I think that's one of the main reasons to get to get out there. Well, it must be really rewarding for you, Jake, because yeah, you will be uh, continuing your work in the line of charity with, uh, as you mentioned, the commitments with your trek uh, across Iceland for the NSPCC. Yeah. How fit because I've seen a couple of pictures of you online, and I'm telling you, you're in really good shape. How fit do you have to be to do something like that? Um, yeah, I think it's it's mentally fit as well as physically fit. We're going to be walking about, I think it's about 60 miles over the four days. So we've got we've got a bit of a trek to do, but it's maybe the lack of food or whatever and sleeping outside and maybe being cold and stuff like that. So I think the walking wise, um, I'll be fine with. Um, I, I can I usually I usually do a bit of jogging. So um, I think the fitness-wise, I'll be fine. It's just I'm not very good with cold, so we'll see how that goes down. Iceland's, 
Iceland's probably not the best place to go if you don't like cold, but uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You'll have to keep kicking the round ball around. Now, I want to talk about uh, your brand new uh, music, Jake. You've just released your new single, uh, Blindfold, along with the new six-track EP, which is called New Chapter. That's uh, just come through yeah. on the uh, 1st of April this year, and it's got two dance remixes yeah. on there. Now, you have also got uh, a tour which you've got lined up across the UK uh, through September and yeah. October this year. It's a very busy year for you, Jake. How much work have you put in to put this tour on the road for your UK fans and also your brand new music? It's what I love to do. Like, I love going out on tour and, um, and it's something to give the fans back for all the support. So I get to meet as many fans as I possibly can. And, and that's another reason why I do what I do because I like meeting people that support me. So... Um, yeah, the, the music kind of speaks for itself. I write, I write my music from experiences and, and experiences through friends and through myself and through family. So the music was kind of the easy thing. It's getting the tour up and running and getting the tickets out there. And like you say, it's just, it's just England at the minute. But hopefully one day I'll be able to go to Australia or to America and through Europe and stuff as well and, and see everyone. But it's what a performer likes to do and I, can't, I cannot wait to go out and talk. You've got a brand new single out. It's called Can't Stand the Rain and also a remix of that track. Yeah. Tell us how that single came together for you. I actually wrote that. I actually wrote Can't Stand the Rain about three years ago and I was writing about having bad times and good times and but always trying to follow what you want to do because um, you're always going to have ups and downs in life. So you kind of need to find out what's important and, and keep going after it so that's what the song was about and I, I, uh, I met a producer called James Burt who produced the track for me um, I wanted it quite acoustic but then also um, I wanted a, a remix to it so it could be played in clubs or on the radio more um, so the, the remix just came about as well and, and I love both the tracks to be honest like, it depends what mood I'm in I'll either stick the normal one or I'll stick the remix on another party <laughs> but, um, yeah I do, I do like both of them so yeah it just that's how it came about really well, I have listened to both of them, and I'm right with you on that one, Jake. I like both mixes. I like the original edit as well as the uh, remix. But um, you mentioned that you, you've got your tour coming up in the UK. You said you'd love to tour Australia. Where would you like to perform, Jake? Just anywhere that would have me, mate. I'll, I'll go to people's back gardens. If they like <laughs> me, so, uh, I'll, do, I'll do anything, as long as I can come over and, uh, and perform for Australians um, and, and any fans that I've got in Australia. And like, I just really appreciate you playing my music because then that could that could gain me a few more fans out there and then it kind of make that dream of coming over to perform there a reality. So I'll, I'll perform anywhere. Melbourne, obviously, I, I live there, so I know it. I know it. I know St Kilda, so anywhere, really. Well, we could probably get you on at half-time at the Premier League uh, soccer final or the A-League is entertainment, maybe. We could try that. Right, let's do that. Let's <laughs> do that. You set it up and I'll come over. Now, you did mention that you, <laughs> you wouldn't mind performing at some Pride performances. Now, Joy's a, a gay and lesbian radio station, Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. We do have the Midsummer Carnival, which is here in Melbourne uh, every summer throughout the month of January, February, and there's also the Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras in Sydney. Would you be up for Maybe. a bit of a glamorous performance for your gay and lesbian fans? Of course I would. Of course I would. Like, I, I appreciate every fan that I've got, and I do, I, I've done a lot of things for um, a Prides out here in England, um, and I've done, uh, I've done a big time shoot, which I did a front cover for, and I've done a lot of work through Attitude magazine as well, which is a big magazine out here, and I just, I think we're in an era now that you just appreciate everyone. Everyone's different, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. So 
for me, um, to do any kind of gig and, and meet anyone is a pleasure to do. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like I said, you set you set them up as well, and I'll I'll be straight over there with with my face painted and and ready to party. Well, I'll see if I can organise a glitter stick and a bit of a glow uh, band wristband for you or something, or a pink tutu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, do that. Anything, anything. Oh, Jake, you've been an amazing uh, sport and uh, a great person to have a chat to here on Joy ninety four point nine. Now, for all of our listeners who want to keep up with Jake. Jake Quickenden is his name, and you can catch him on Twitter. He's a great person to follow on Twitter, by the way, and he is also on, on Instagram as well. So his name, Jake Quickenden, number 14 on Instagram. Look him up on Facebook and also on iTunes and uh, check out his material. The brand-new EP, which is called New Chapter, is uh, out now, featuring the tracks Blindfold and Can't Stand the Rain. If you're in the UK, and I do have a lot of uh, fans and listeners who are listening in from the UK, if you don't know Jake, look him up. He's an absolute treasure. So uh, he's touring throughout September and October. And so if you haven't got tickets to his show, we'll go and check him out. Hope I had the opportunity of catching up uh, with one of his shows here in Melbourne. Once again, thank you very much for your time today, Jake. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure to start here. Here's the brand new single for Jake Quickend. And this is Can't Stand the Rain. You're on Joy 94.9. Can't stand the rain. I'm Hi, I'm Jake Cookenden, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.